We are going to continue now our conversation on the book of James entitled Reality Check. I was going to have a whiteboard here, but it was broken, so I could not use it and bring it here. So I'll try and engage your imaginations as I draw on nothing. Know that I'm not crazy. I had this all planned out, but anyway. As we've been going through this series, we've been seeing how James is trying to make what we believe a reality in our lives. So that faith is something of substance. That it's not something that people think of as, well, you know, that's okay for you. You believe in that. You need something. But that this is actually something that empowers people to live their lives. We talked about the necessity of conducting ourselves in a way way that shows what we believe by what we do or the things that we say, how that actually shapes our future, whether we give praise to God or bring cursing to men, that our words actually will direct our lives and how we utilize them. And so now we're going to talk about wisdom. Bless you. I asked you in our little break to think about someone who you would go to if you had a problem, a situation, if you needed some advice. Did you guys think of that? Did anyone? Three people. Okay, four, five. Okay, let's have another party. Let's let... The odds are the person you went to wasn't the person who was necessarily the most successful in business. They probably aren't the person who is most successful even in education. The the person you thought of going to when you needed advice is the person who is able to communicate the things of life most clearly to you. Someone who is relationally connected and invested, someone who you believe actually cares about you and is going to advise you in a way that is going to be helpful to your life in those matters. And so James is posing to us a question. Turn to James chapter 3, starting in verse 13. And he starts by asking a question, who is wise and understanding among you? Now, he's not asking for a show of hands, but what he's going to do is present to us what is this wisdom and understanding? What what does it look like? And so he goes on and he says, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere." Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so James actually now gives us a a little understanding and clarity of what this wisdom looks like. And he's basically giving these two kinds of wisdom. 
And the first wisdom that he talks about, if you had this arrow that kind of had three circles, imagine that right here. I'd probably use it blue so you could see it. It would say wisdom. And the idea here is, okay, what does this wisdom look like? Well, this wisdom is shown by the good life, by the deeds done. And so this part of the circle would point to wisdom and it would show the good things that you do in life are because you are creating a life full of wisdom. In other words, wisdom is seen by what you do. And we've all seen or maybe acted in a way that wasn't wise. I don't know if you ever have, but I've done many things that were not wise. You know, I can remember being young and, and climbing trees and thinking, you know, I can get from this tree to that tree if I just walk hand over hand on this branch and then reach over to that branch. And then when you're talking about 25 feet up in the air, it's not really wise, okay? And then when you fall and the wind gets knocked out of you and you don't tell your parents because you don't want them to know how stupid you were, uh, those things that happened, it wasn't wise. I, I didn't, the things that I did were not wise and it showed in that, the stupidity of it. Okay, and I took an easy one. There, there's bigger ones in, in our lives. The things that we do show if we have the wisdom or not. And then, not only that, not only does it show the wisdom, but the deeds that are done in humility that comes from wisdom. And so now, the wisdom is actually pointing to humility. And so the things that we do show the wisdom that we have, and the things that we do are done in humility, and that again brings us to the the reason we do. So it's the things that we do and the reasons why we do those things that gives us this idea of wisdom. It's how you conduct yourself and conducting yourself in a way that's humble, that's considerate. And, and the idea of humility would actually be one that is selfless. And so if you have this idea of wisdom here, you, you see this part that is just not concerned just about yourself. The things that you do aren't being done just for yourself, and the idea of humility is, again, a selfless act. But then there's a contrast. But, in verse 14, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hands, do not boast about it or deny the truth. And so this other form of wisdom has to do with envy. It has to do with selfish ambition. It's not just ambition. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. But it's selfish ambition. In other words, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm envying what others have. And he says that this does not come from heaven. This wisdom is actually earthly, unspiritual, and he even says demonic. And so we see the source of this is earthly, it's unspiritual, it's demonic, it's envious, it's self-ambitious. And so here we have humility, selfless, and here we have selfish. And he's giving us an understanding. Are you wise in walking in understanding? Well, here's the two pictures that he's trying to paint to give us an understanding of what that looks like. And 
why do we need this wisdom? Wherever you have envy, selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. In other words, if your life and its goal is about self, you're going to have envy, selfish ambition, disorder, and all kinds of evil practices. The deeds that are going to happen over here are going to be bad for you, bad for others. They're going to be disordered, they're going to be selfish, and they're going to hurt you. In contrast, verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. And what he means by pure is that it's not mixed with other things. It's it's genuine. It's the good stuff. And this is the point that he's trying to be. Don't boast about it or deny the truth. This, this wisdom is denying the truth. And when he says deny the truth in verse 14, what he's talking about is really faith in Jesus. He, he's talking about the gospel. In chapter 1, verse 18, he said, He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. He's talking about Jesus, this word of truth. The idea of truth is this faith that we have in who Christ is. Later on in chapter 5, verse 19, he says, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, wander from what? This faith in Christ. And so when he's talking about truth here, denying the truth, he's saying this is denying what you say you believe. And and so if you are selfish, self-centered, if you are thinking about what to do for yourself, then this wisdom is actually denying the truth of what you say you are as a follower of Christ. You see, the reality check here is you can't live in this way and show your faith. You're denying the truth. And it's a difficult thing for us to have an awareness of what is true, but to contradict it by how we conduct ourselves. Oh, I know that Jesus is true. I I know that these scriptures are true. But then everything about you is envious. Everything about you is thinking about how you can promote yourself whether it be at work, whether it be at school, whether it be in church. How can I be in charge? How can I get people to look at me? How can I? And all of a sudden you see that this is over here and this is actually denying what you believe. And so if we're going to be wise, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. You can see it clearly. Have you ever been thirsty and someone gives you water? There's all kinds of sinkies and floaties in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, thank you. Sometimes I'll be doing training and someone, you know, I'm talking a lot during my training and someone goes, oh, would you like some water? I go, yes, I would. And they give me a glass and they see these things kind of settling in it and I'm like, 
Oh man, I'm like, I don't know what that is floating around in there, you know. And then I have in my mind all those films from school. Look at all the bacteria that is in the water, and they show these animals in there, you know. And I'm like, oh man, I can't be doing this. You see, but this wisdom is pure, it's clear, it's refreshing. There is no sinkies or floaties in it. There's nothing that's going to taint it. There's nothing that's going to pollute it. It's humble. It's selfless. It's pure. It's peace-loving, considerate, submissive. When was the last time you thought of wisdom as being submissive? You who are in a position of authority at work or even in your family, you know, you think of husbands and this idea, you know, well, you know, a husband is the head of the home, you know, well, wisdom is submissive. And so you think you have the answers. You think, hey, I know the right thing to do for my family. I know the rules. I know what to be said. I've got the information. Are you submissive or are you controlling? Because wisdom is submissive. Wisdom has good conduct and is humble without self. And so we have this Ability to now check what is really wise by the conduct of our life. And these are the things that it's supposed to show. It's supposed to show consideration, peace-loving, and submissive. And I think that is so telling, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, sincere. You see, this wisdom gives us the ability to speak into people's lives just like that person you thought of. This type of wisdom makes a person approachable. It makes a person actually care so that you go to them because I know if I come to you, you're going to give me what is beneficial for me. You're not going to be doing something to manipulate the situation for your good. This is all about what is best For me, this is the wisdom that comes from above. There's a passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. If you can turn there. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 13 to 16. Solomon is going through this crisis. And as he's speaking about wisdom throughout this book, in chapter 9, verse 13, he says, I saw also under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built huge siege works against it. Now there lived in that city a man poor but wise, and he saved the city by his wisdom. But nobody remembered that poor man, so I said, wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom is despised. And his words are no longer heeded. And so Solomon has in his mind this this example of this man who was wise. And his wisdom saved the city. His wisdom wasn't just about himself. His, his, His wisdom was humble. And the things that he did provided for others. And that wisdom was more powerful than strength. 
You see, this wisdom gave him a voice. This wisdom gave him influence. This wisdom was strong. I know we've heard that phrase that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? You've heard that? I don't think that's true. I think what absolute power does is reveal absolutely. You see, because we have in Jesus all power. In fact, in Matthew chapter 8, 28, he says, all power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And you think, here is a person who has all power. What do you do when you have all power? What would you do? Well, you do whatever you wanted because you have the power to. What did Jesus do? He served. He washed feet. And so in this wisdom that we have, these two wisdoms, one of the wisdoms of this earth is pushing people down and using people for their own good. That, that selfish ambition. People are here for me so I can advance my life. And, and so wisdom of this world that he's talking about is, is using people, pushing him down. And then you have the wisdom that is of heaven, the wisdom that we see in Jesus, the wisdom that actually has power. And what is that wisdom doing? It's actually lifting people up. It's trying to better people. It's peace-loving. It's submissive. It's selfless, impartial, sincere, considerate. One of the hardest things for me to do is when I have been wronged or taken advantage of. And this can happen at work. This can happen in family. It happens a lot with family. And those of you who are married and have children, I mean, you know this. Your, your spouse has hurt you. Your kids have used you. Or you feel used. And, and so you, you have this situation. What do I do? Well, what I want to do is set the record straight. What I want to do is let you know what you've done wrong. I'm going to clear this up for your good. <laughs> Selfish ambition. And the hardest thing to do is I need to build you up. Because wisdom submits. I, I need to still care about you and what's happening in you. Because wisdom is peace loving. I need to try and better your life. So that one day you will call me when you need advice. And you know that I will give you the advice that is helpful to you. Why? Because my motives are pure. 
There's nothing in it that's trying to manipulate you. What I always do is care to build you up. What if we lived like that? What if we lived in such a way that we, like Jesus, sought to raise others up and saw this as power, saw this as true wisdom? One man saved a city. We could save our community if we would be but wise in how we conduct ourselves. And recognize that the qualities of wisdom are living a life that's good. It's being humble. These are the things that elevate what is right. These are the things that make people want to come and talk to us. Why? Because we have wisdom. What does it look like? Well, it's selfless. How do you know you can go to them? Because they care about me. And until our faith and belief in Christ connects to the reality of this, then how do we expect anyone to want to come to us and talk to us? How can we expect the world to ask us advice if we're only about our own agenda? Why would a person who has issues, whatever they might be, addictions, whatever they might be, come to you if they don't see you as being a person living the life and caring more about them? Why would they come to you? You see, the reason people went to Jesus the reason the prostitutes went to Jesus, the reason the tax collectors, thieves, went to Jesus is because he had wisdom. And they could see his wisdom by how he lived his life and how he cared. Who of you has wisdom or understanding? So James started off in verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? If you are going to be wise and understanding, we need to look at these two pictures. We need to look at what wisdom looks like and we need to look at what we say wisdom is many times. And we need to compare ourselves and our lives and what we do with what is truly wisdom. And the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, sincere, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now, remember in James chapter 1, chapter 1, turn there, verse 12 and 13. He says, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Think about that. You're going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Not the law that condemns, but the law that sets free. What what he's saying is this is the standard that we are judged by, by this freedom that God is giving. And so he gives the clarification, verse 13, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone 
who has not been merciful. So God is setting us free, and if you don't do the same thing, then that judgment falls on you. If God has been merciful to you, then you are to be merciful to others. This is Jesus' words throughout the gospel. How you judge, you will be judged. With what measure you meet, it will be measured to you. And so James is saying, this law that sets you free is now your judge. If you don't set people free, then you will be judged by this law that has set people free. And then it ends, mercy triumphs over judgment. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? How do I know if I believe that? Because I show mercy. That's the only way you can tell if you believe that or not. Or do you show judgment? And again, this is all relational. This is all about how we deal with one another. Find the person in your mind right now who has hurt you the worst. Okay, probably didn't take long. You got it already, right? It was like, that was easy. Boom, it's there. Mercy triumphs over judgment. You want to be wise in how you now have to deal with this situation? Well, the wisdom that we talk about, it's humble, it's submissive, and it triumphs over judgment. It is more powerful than judgment. You see, wisdom is able to set you free. Wisdom is able to remove that burden that you carry about those situations. Wisdom helps you to see pure, clearly, selflessly. Let the reality of this gospel, this truth of who Jesus is and how he lived, influence how we think. Let the reality of what wisdom is shape how we live our lives and shape the attitude of our hearts. Because if you cannot let go of that judgment, you are going to be embittered, envious, selfish, and you're going to try and push people down to make yourself feel better. And you won't get any higher pushing other people down. What sets you free is pushing people up. And when you raise others up, you find that you're actually being wise. And God will actually empower you because of how you're living. And so... When you think of wisdom, I want to do what's right, I want to be wise, and I want to have understanding, think of this example of Jesus, who had all power, and what did he do? He washed our feet. Because wisdom is submissive.
He had all power and he gave his life a ransom for many. He had all power and he served. He had all power and he didn't use it for himself. And even though they betrayed him, he loved them. Let's not play games. If the reality of our faith is going to have any impact, we need to see if we are still judging, if we are still condemning, if we are still holding on to these bitter things. We need to see if that's still the case in our lives because if we are, we're going to be judged by the law that sets people free. Mercy will always triumph over judgment. So let's be merciful, even as God has been merciful to us. Why? That's just the wise thing to do. Let's pray. Lord, as I am reading over this passage again and again, and your definition of wisdom and understanding conflicts with the character of my life. I find myself once again looking at that mirror and seeing the things that don't line up. And Lord, instead of walking away and forgetting what we look like, as James has told us, may we see in the mirror what needs to change. And may we straighten those things out. May we change how we conduct ourselves with others, especially those who have hurt us. Lord, may we not judge and be judged by this law that sets free. May in the midst of our hurt, we find humility and submission. May we be empowered by your spirit that gives us restoration in life. Lord, may we be lost in this wisdom that is generous, that is merciful. May we abandon ourselves to the character that sets people free. And if we would do that, Lord, People will ask. People will come and desire wisdom from us. They will want help from us, just as we want it from you. Why? Because we really care. Because it's really not about us. It really is about you. Lord, check our hearts and may we leave this morning having looked at this mirror and seeing what needs to change and may it change in our hearts. We pray and ask in Jesus' name, amen.